been smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke And all my cares Go up in smoke <laughs> Up in smoke Donde todo Es libre There are no signs Que dicen no fume So I roll un bummer Y me doy Un buen toque Y después I choke Y todo mis cares Go up in smoke Come on, let's go get high Up in smoke That's where I like let's get down to business and talk about some stoner movies yeah right on so it's, yeah it's, it... it's amazing that it's taken so long for the podcast <laughs> to get to this subject <laughs> yeah but we're, we are today gonna do an episode exclusively on weed movies on the stoner comedy subgenre, you can hear Yair's child there in the background. Uh, <laughs> Yair, as yeah. a responsible father, can I ask you a question? Do you still smoke weed? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's just get first things first. <laughs> now, man, I approve of that, obviously. Yes, of course. I mean, how else do people cope with parenthood? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like my parents are teetotalers. They don't smoke weed, but they've always, you know, had a, a drink. And, you know, I, yeah, I think that's cool. I, I do not judge at all. I think it's it's hip and rad. Hip and rad indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so was our primary source for this episode, both of us, Netflix? Was that where we went to get get the stuff? I wanted it to be, but like you kind of said to me earlier in messages, Netflix's selection is not that great. Yeah, it's pretty whack, isn't it? Let me just search weed on Netflix and just see what comes <laughs> up. Because, I mean, so I kind of had the idea to do this stoner comedy episode because um, I can't remember what the exact nature of the conversation was, but I, I, I mentioned some film... 
or other to my mum and I was like, oh, it's a stoner comedy. And my mum was like, what makes a film a stoner comedy? And I was like, well, it's just about weed, basically. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly what it says on the can, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking you've got some films like Inherent Vice or more famously The Big Lebowski, which are very weed-infused comedies. They have characters that smoke weed, they're good to smoke weed to, or smoke weed and then watch, or what have you. Um, But they're not stoner comedies so much, because the, the main, you know... Weed is is just a thing that the dude enjoys as part of his thing. It's not like he doesn't get into a weed-related adventure. Yeah, it's more of an aesthetic than anything. Yeah. So, like, yeah, what are the aesthetic hallmarks of the stoner comedy? (laughs) Like, constantly forgetting stuff and being (laughs) airheaded? (laughs) (laughs) Is that aesthetic? I don't know if that's aesthetic. Yeah, well, it's a character (laughs) decision, I guess, a character choice that they make. Um, Yeah. uh, Weed has to be central to the story in some way. Yeah, exactly. Characters are usually trying to find a a way to get more weed, smoke more weed, (laughs) something like get away from the problems caused by their originally smoking weed. Precisely. Like, one that I watched recently, Howard and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Um, that the whole thing they get sent to Guantanamo Bay because <laughs> because they the they are these two Asian American guys uh, on a plane uh, and uh, Kumar wants to like he goes and lights up his bong his like homemade on the way bong. to Amsterdam on the way to Amsterdam <laughs> he can't wait so he loves weed so much that he can't wait so he he lights up that that bong in in the toilets and then uh harold tries to stop him and some old lady sees them and is like terrorist and so they get because (laughs) of their love of weed they get sent to guantanamo bay and that's the pretext for their whole uh again weed infused invent adventure Goldie? No, ma'am. He's not a terrorist. He's just... He's just an idiot. This is just a bomb. Yes, he's got a bomb! It's a war! It's a war! Tobacco! No, it's not a bomb. It's just a bomb. Poison gas! on board three we are not terrorists sir that's a bomb not a bomb shut up the same kind of applies with pineapple express as well that's all like uh you know dealer problems yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i I, i've got the netflix list up now so which ones did you watch uh on netflix i think the only thing i ended up watching uh was Cheech and Chong still smoking. I don't think I've seen that. What's that like? Because I've I've seen uh, Up in Smoke, 
in, in, am I right in thinking? I don't know if you've seen it, but Up in Smoke, which came out in 1978, is the one where they have to smuggle weed by driving a truck made of weed. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Absolute classic, that one is. Uh, got mm. that lovely car scene near the beginning with just Cheech and Chong smoking the huge joint. The seventies yeah. was just when these artistic masterpieces were being churned out by American <laughs> filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but honestly, uh, still smoking is pretty mediocre. To say it. like I, I, I find I found most of it. This is the second time I've seen it. I also watched it back in college once, <laughs> and it's just. It's pretty like unfunny for a lot of it, and then like half of the jokes that are there are just like kind of pretty problematic. Like, uh, gay people exist, and I'm uncomfortable around them. Mm, uh, oh yeah, 1983. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was gonna say a lot of the time, another kind of stoner movie trope is like crowd-pleasing cameo of somebody who is famous in the world of weed, such as Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson, <laughs> or Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson in quick succession, as in the movie Half-Baked. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Man, I remember when a dime bag cost a dime. You know what I mean? Incidentally, Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson have got a kind of country rap song together called My, My Medicine, about how they both love weed, so <laughs> for t for two uh, collaborated after appearing in Half Baked. But yeah, I'm looking at this now, and Cheech and Chong are the only people I've heard of in the cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they basically go they go to Amsterdam to do a performance and like get up to various antics, but it's I don't know, like mostly just them consuming cannabis in various ways, <laughs> which. <laughs> nice. I, I, I like it, but not, not very your funny. Life choices, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, it says on Wikipedia that sort of the, 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 like the central tenet of the plot, what it hinges on, is that uh, they are supposed to be at a film festival in Amsterdam devoted to Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton. But yeah, the, the kind of structuring absence of the film is that neither Burt Reynolds nor Dolly Parton uh, <laughs> actually appear at the festival. Uh, Which is a big disappointment, I gotta say. Yeah, and that seems to kind of speak for this film as well, which is, uh, yeah, which does not bring in a host of like celebrity uh, celebrity guests such as um, Graham Chapman's Yellowbeard that was uh, I think maybe made in the same year and features Cheech and Chong among uh, various other comedy icons but that that's not a stoner movie that's a pirate comedy uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so that on. was that was the only one uh, that was on American Netflix, but I guess American Netflix might have a different selection to British Netflix. They do. There's obviously some things in common, but yeah, they they usually have a different selection. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I I I last. They also had How High Two, which I didn't watch because I've never seen How High. H How High Two exists. I've it got exists. to look this up. Okay, I've seen How High. 
a number of times. Uh, <laughs> 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 Let me look it up. How high two? Did they get both Method Man and Red Man? 2019! This came out in 2019. Oh. No, it doesn't star Method Man and Red Man. It stars Lil Yachty. <laughs> what a, a metaphor for the decline of, of rap. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be a, an old man like, oh, hip hop was much better in the days of the Wu Tang clan. But, um,. I mean, I do think it was. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm def- I just definitely think, I think like that, but I'm not going to say. Yeah, it. Me- Method Man and Red Man, you know, uh, are charismatic guys with a great comic rapport who, uh, admittedly, seem way too old for the film's premise of like being high school students. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, sorry, not high school students. They, uh, but you know, again, how high could almost be the name of like a high school weed comedy? Yeah, but actually, they they uh, instead they go to university and it's all about them like these two like cool guys shaking up campus and 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 making it you know um you know bringing their their hilarious weed crazed antics because uh, as we all know there's no weed being consumed on college campuses yeah well, well, well it's just kind of like it's all these like <laughs> stiff upper lip kind of like lame <laughs> white people and stuff and they all own them and or it turns out like so the, the the principal is like a very uptight like upper class black guy sort of and uh they eventually give him weed and he starts behaving more like <laughs> method man or red man would uh for example or like the the that they are allowed to like they they like are allowed by the uh the chair of like, the coach of like the rowing team uh he like lets them smoke weed and stuff because he loves weed as well and he starts like dressing like a rapper and talking like a rapper <laughs> white middle-aged guy by the way and then like uh yeah then they like beat beat the nerds or like the other universities or whatever in the rowing tournament because they're like smoking so much weed Maybe yeah, something <laughs> happens. I don't know. Maybe they see like a a hot woman or something and go like rowing to see get a closer look. I don't know. But anyway, they like a smoke. Sounds like a stoner film. Yeah, yeah. they're smoking blunts while they're uh, like rowing and they win. So that's it. it's just like it's really it's got everything in this. It's like weed makes you you uh, better in education weed makes your love life better which how high is like uh, ultimately how high uh, no sorry half baked ends with dave Chappelle choosing love over weed it, it ends with a famous line i love weed love it but not as much as i love pussy like <laughs> but how high is like you can have your cake and eat it it's like your love life will improve <laughs> your 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 academic performance will improve your performance as, as a sportsman will improve <laughs> like uh yeah so how high uh, is is ultimately probably more pro weed than half baked got blunt got weed man that shit smell good as hell dog i'm jamal Peace, Silas. So you trying to get something to bring them nerves down too, huh, bro? Yeah, I figured if I study high, take the test high, get high scores. <laughs> right? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, it, it, it's uh, a, f- a film I've seen a few times. I'm, I'm very familiar with uh, all, the, all the beats of it. I, or I remembered all of them from before when I watched it like a few days ago. And uh, like, yeah, there's a, there's a few, a few kind of like quite stupid funny bits in it so like the reason that the weed makes them so good at the test is that they um their friend accidentally like falls asleep smoking a blunt at the start of the start of the movie and sets his dreads on fire and then he uh falls out of uh his like many stories high window and then uh, and then he survives but then gets hit by a truck so then he dies <laughs> and then so they they like put his ashes in with their weed and uh, when they smoke it his ghost appears to them ah, nice. yeah <laughs> um, so weed will allow you to survive a great fall but not getting hit by a truck Oh yeah, yeah, and he's like, yeah, being dead's awesome. Like two packs here and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's so stupid, but it is uh, kind of funny. Like there's so they 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 move they go to college and they they move in Method Man and Red Man. They move into uh, that you know the dorm and campus and like there's this uh there's this chinese guy uh there like chinese american who's like who like tries to use the n-word and stuff and they slap him a bit and stuff he's like <laughs> he's like no i can say it man you're you guys are the east coast i'm the far east coast uh, <laughs> and the other guy who they live with is a nerdy white guy who's doing all those humiliating like pledges that you do uh, not the kind of humiliating pledges Keir Starmer did when he said he was left wing, and <laughs> never he never intended to see through. Like you know, with pledges. Well, you where... stick your dick in a pig's mouth, and exactly, I'm gonna <laughs> walk around with shit in my mouth like all day or something. I you know, I don't get that stuff. It's like a frat thing, but um, but yeah, they've got one guy who's doing that, and they spend the whole movie just like bullying him and stuff, and then eventually he tries weed and realizes it's awesome and. Uh, stops resenting them and comes around to their way of thinking. Uh, that <laughs> again, classic he's... stoner film trope of uh, <laughs> if ever if anybody if everybody just smoked weed, then everybody'd be cool and chill. Yeah, that, this is like the solution with like every character who is like a pain in their ass in this entire film. Like eventually they smoke weed and they realize it's awesome. <laughs> um, and what was the other thing? Yeah, so they're they're, they're like terrorizing their uh, like their white roommate. Um, and he, at one point, like they go and dig up Benjamin Franklin's uh, decaying corpse or something, his remains, <laughs> uh, and so that they can smoke them and 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 uh, <laughs> like see if his ghost will appear, so that they can use him in a test. And it's just, I mean, that's probably like the funniest film uh, scene in the film, just for its extremity. Is just like them, them like thrusting this. Uh, Hunt this centuries-old decaying corpse onto their um, onto onto their uh, their their poor unsuspecting uh, housemate who's uh, roommate. <laughs> like while he like wretches and cries, and they're just these two guys are like much bigger and stronger than him. They just like cannot. They just are not going to carry it. <laughs> they're just pushing it on him, and he's like, ah, no. <laughs> Thank you. 
We all know that Harvard has been honored to host some of Benjamin Franklin's artifacts, which I personally found, like this cannon-like article back here. Now, later, you can take note of the foot-operated carburetor, the reservoir, and the top-loading bud bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, Harvard is now the proud owner of America's first bomb. That film, uh, incidentally, is directed by Bob Dylan's son. Oh, <laughs> didn't know. Jacob Dylan. Correction, actually, it was Jesse Dylan. Jacob Dylan is Bob Dylan's other son, who is a musician. Not, I don't know anything else he's directed, but yeah, Bob Dylan's son. So yeah, what what other uh, stoner movies did you watch? Because I mentioned Half Baked a bit there. Have you, have you seen that one? I I might have seen it years ago, but I haven't seen it recently. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the Chappelle Show and well, that's so, great, so. some of those sketch, sketches about about smoking weed and stuff. <laughs> this but. is a cocaine comedy episode because it's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cocaine, cocaine comedy isn't uh, so much of a subgenre. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, cocaine is harmless. <laughs> if you do cocaine, it's gonna make your life awesome. <laughs> Imagine just ma- maintaining that premise for a movie. <laughs> yeah, weed is pretty much the only substance that has the their its own genre. Really, sort of like psychedelia is a thing, but oh yeah, yeah, it's not really a comedy thing. Usually, I don't know. No, it's more like uh, here's a really experimental movie, like where yeah. they, they, they take hallucinogens or and uh, they're like in the desert and shit gets really twisted. Like <laughs> that's um, yeah, and it, uh, that that is a subgenre, I think, but less of one, less of a popular subgenre. Um, yeah, like yeah, you t- said, yeah, it's definitely more experimental usually, more art house. Whereas stoner movies are lowest common denominator. (laughs) (laughs) Like, nothing artistic about the genre at all. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I I, I don't know. I mean, Pineapple Express, I mean, yeah, artistic, maybe you wouldn't necessarily (laughs) think, like, dumb 80s action movies are artistic. But, I mean, David Gordon Green is a good director and he gets the beats down. You know, that one is a a clever genre exercise to an extent. Yeah, well put together as a movie. uh, Reasonably good story. A little silly, but not as silly as any of the Cheech and Chong stuff. No, yeah, not not quite the the, the van made of weed. Um, And it's a little bit bait, like the whole thing is like, Seth Rogen is like this guy in his fucking 30s or whatever dating a teenager and he wants to impress her uptight conservative parents who don't want this massively yeah. older man grooming their daughter <laughs> suppose <laughs> sticks in the mud uh, but yeah I mean aside from that it, it is a funny movie you know I, 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 I can't necessarily take it too seriously yeah it, I mean it, it's it's like decent enough I, I may have rewatched that one in like the last year or so but I, I didn't in advance of, of our conversation but was that that was one of the ones you revisited, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I saw that pretty recently, as well as uh, yeah, like you've already mentioned, uh, so, the Harold and Kumar movies. Um, what do you think of Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay? 
Oh, I, I, I love it. There's a special place in my heart for it because it was actually the first stoner movie I ever saw. Oh, wow. Yeah, it may have been for me as well because, like, the premise, you know, it's my, my sort of knee-jerk, instinctive left-wing politics as a, a young person. I was like, oh, so this is about weed and it's a searing satire of the Bush administration and their war on terror. <laughs> Count me in, you know? Um I wouldn't necessarily say it is like in the classic stoner movie mode at the end of a movie they're smoking weed with George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Turns Which, out Bush is politically awesome. awesome. No, but I, I do love that scene. Yeah, it's funny. It's, I, I, I like it because like like I say, stoner comedies are like lowest common denominator. That's kind of what has to happen within the genre. You know, <laughs> George Bush has to smoke weed with them and then like throw the full might of the American government behind them like disrupting <laughs> uh, the the love interest wedding to this like fucking conservative loser guy <laughs> Some... as say... usual doesn't smoke enough weed that guy yeah no yeah. I say loser not really because like in stoner movies the losers are the good guys <laughs> this guy is like you know a, su- a success which fucking yeah. sucks. <laughs> a success. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> he's just, yeah. So so uh, at the end, like, Bush, like, flies them out in a helicopter to, like, disrupt this wedding so that either Harold or Kumar, I forget which, can get, yeah. can get together with, with a woman of his dreams. All right, my name is Harold B., sir, and, and this is Kumar Patel. What Mitsubishi was. Anyway, we were on a parachute and we sort of landed on your ranch. Dude, this is weed. <laughs> That's Alabama Kush. That's some of the finest. So you get high and then you put other people who smoke weed in jail? Duh. That's so hypocritical. Hey, oh, yeah? Hey. Let me ask you something, Kumar. You like giving hand jobs? No, sir. You like getting hand jobs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that makes you a fucking hypocriticizer, too. So shut the fuck up and smoke my weed. <laughs> yeah yeah i love that and, and george bush like it's an easy it's an easy joke but george bush being so afraid of dick cheney like gotta hide the weed <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's like yeah you know my dad just pushes me around like <laughs> um <laughs> I guess they, it kind of plays on that 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 famous line of oh you know Bush he's not such a bad guy he's the kind of guy you'd like to have a beer with you know oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> I, I suppose so it's like uh, yeah it doesn't what what does it, and again I'm now like spending too much uh, giving too much effort to thinking about the political implications of how Kumar <laughs> escaped from Guantanamo Bay and its depiction of George W. Bush but yeah doesn't he say something like oh you know I have to pretend that weed should be illegal or something like otherwise my yeah. dad would kill me <laughs> and I mean yeah it's a bit of a cop out but yeah it plays on the, ju- the just sort of like yeah not just the idea but Bush is uh, kind of an everyman, uh, you know, who you'd have a beer with. But also that he's a puppet for Dick Cheney or his dad and the CIA or whatever, you know, whoever. Yeah. You like weed so much, why don't you just legalize it? Are you fucking kidding me? You know how I pissed off my dad would get if I did that? He definitely comes across pretty chill, but also just like a total weakling. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, you know, again, just the put upon lovable loser who just wants to smoke weed, but he's had uh, the president. He just tripped and fell into the presidency. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But that film, I mean, so they go to Guantanamo Bay after they get busted for uh, smoking the bong on the plane. (laughs) Um, And, and like, they're in Guantanamo Bay for about five minutes. Like, how the fuck? (laughs) How do they escape again? Like, the guards just, like, leave the door open. Cockmeat sandwiches and they yeah. leave the door open. Yeah, so like, they're, like <laughs> basically they're going to be forced to suck the guard's dick. Like that in this film, again, lowest common denominator. The main form of punishment in Guantanamo Bay is the quote-unquote cock meat sandwich, which is a very large man's penis, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, so... Um, yeah, some shit. Do the other prisoners attack the guards or something? It's uh, I I I think yeah they cause a distraction by oh, they bite biting the, the guards' dick, yeah, and then Harold okay. and Kumar are able to like run and I don't fucking know jump <laughs> in the chaos. They just run out of Guantanamo, run out of <laughs> yeah. the door. There's of no Guantanamo other guards. Bay. <laughs> and then, and the then next... I think don't they hitch a ride with some Cubans on a raft? Yeah, 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 some Cubans just uh, <laughs> fleeing the tyranny of, of, of the Cuban regime with its uh, it, its vicious state-run torture program in Guantanamo. But wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's funny. Yeah, then they obviously uh, have the obligatory Neil Patrick Harris appearance. They're kind of... I think that, like, really... The Harold and Kumar films really helped Neil Patrick Harris develop his image from being a kind of clean family man who I guess is kind of like an approachable gay guy if you know what I mean uh, I don't know maybe not a family yeah. a family man in the sense of a, a family entertainer rather like uh, family friendly yeah. family friendly guy yeah uh, and 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 then he uh, you know subsequently to Harold and Kumar he's been in some stuff like Gone Girl, where he uh, plays some, you know, is in some slightly darker scenarios, and I think by portraying himself as a, a virulently heterosexual, <laughs> drug-addled lunatic in uh, Harold and Kumar, he definitely, uh, you know, carved... shed the Doogie Hauser. <laughs> yeah, precisely. He carved out a, a new dimension to his public persona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, so they, and and I, and I do love his performances in each of the Kumar, Harold and Kumar movies yeah in Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay they, they go to a brothel and he starts branding the sex workers doesn't <laughs> yeah. he <laughs> so they, they shoot him uh, with a shotgun and he mysteriously survives <laughs> and he returns for the, the third Harold and Kumar movie have you, have you seen that one the 3D I've Christmas. seen it but not recently yeah I watched it in like Whenever it came out, you know, I was yeah. quite young, twenty eleven or twelve. Got real, real blazed. <laughs> I might have seen it a little more recently, but I only really remember the bit where NPH shows up and he's like doing a Christmas musical thing and hitting on all the other ladies playing characters on the uh, uh, in the musical. Oh, I remember that bit. Now you mention it, yeah, that that one 
kind of generic plot. They're like on the run from some gangsters or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but there's always a bit of a kind of uh, struggle uh, in ha- in the Harold and Kumar movies. There, there is a kind of more responsible message about being mature and accepting your responsibilities in life, but also, you know, doing what you want to do, you know, like following your heart, a bit wishy-washy. Kind Be a of. doctor, but smoke weed. Exactly, yeah, yeah, but like Harold especially is always trying to kind of distance himself a little bit. Like in the third movie, I think he stopped smoking weed and doesn't want to see Kumar anymore, and then Kumar kind of drags him back into uh, all the... Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. He drags him back into yeah. the world of weed. Um, Harold is definitely the uh, straight man. Yeah, although in real life, obviously, the guy who plays Kumar uh, worked for the Obama administration for several years and then oh, yeah. <laughs> went on to star in Designated he Survivor. Was, yeah, Designated Survivor guy. Uh. And, and be a consultant, bringing his own brand of like completely cucked politics. <laughs> to I mean, actually, I think he was a Sanders supporter, you know, but, uh, but, but you wouldn't know it from... Uh, designated survivor on which i believe he was also a consultant bringing his first uh, wow. appearance <laughs> uh first hand experience of white house politics go smoke some weed kumar smoke some weed dude yeah maybe maybe um the guy who plays harold is like really awesome in real life i don't know maybe they'd ha- genuinely <laughs> have a thing but it's like the guy who plays harold in real life is just like yeah man smoke weed fuck american empire like man uh humor's like dude you're embarrassing me uh, <laughs> but um yeah, I'm I'm trying I'm I'm, I'm uh, trying to uh, get up to talk to Nancy Pelosi at this cocktail party. Please stop, uh, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop yelling that at the top of your lungs in front of this crowd of DC insiders. Um, and the first Harold and Kumar is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, you know what is funny? In that, <laughs> there's like um, a couple of guys who are like they're called like Goldberg and Goldstein or something. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. they're like the the Jewish mirror image of Harold and Kumar. <laughs> and, and when we first see them, they're just watching this movie and like comparing tits or something. <laughs> hey yo, Manny and Shevitz, get up. We're going to White Castle. No, no, we're watching The Gift on HBO. No, 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 no watching. We're starving. Hey, put Ow. that back. No eating until we get to White Castle. Yo, let's roll. Sorry, kids, we ain't going nowhere. Supposedly, Katie Holmes shows her titties in this movie. Is that all you Jews ever think about? Tits? Katie Holmes is a nice, respectable, wholesome girl. And I'm gonna see her boobs. <laughs> the things I would eat out of her ass. You have no idea. Uh, that is a completely vulgar statement. So as I want to bang Britney Spears on the bathroom floor. But it's true. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. A lot of a lot of infantile gender politics in stoner comedies. They're almost always about dudes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not super woke on uh, gender issues or uh, LGBT rights. Usually, uh, maybe <laughs> they will be in the future. You know, maybe that's where the genre will go next. But um, yeah, what? Oh yeah, I'm looking. I was trying to find out what the Jewish guys are called because it's something really stereotypical. <laughs> um, it's not like Mr. Mazeltov and Mr. Lachaim, like in Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. 
Uh, oh yeah, that no, they're called Gold. I did actually get Goldstein right. They're called Goldstein and <laughs> Rosenberg. Which yeah, <laughs> what what's a nice stereotypical name? Yeah, <laughs> there's the bit where uh, so so like like that in almost like reflecting what we were saying earlier about Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. There's like some Bush era chuckles at the American security state in it. So like Rob Cordery uh, plays the extremely bald villainous um kind of like security state apparatchik who's ordering around everyone who actually knows what they're doing and and uh, he even like defies george bush doesn't he uh, yeah to, to get his man gay man see because yeah. you know george george bush is just a good guy he's just a puppet <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just rob cordery and but it's the balds pulling the string like J- dick cheney bald <laughs> colin powell bald Donald Rumsfeld, possibly secretly bald. <laughs> Meanwhile, George Bush has a nice head of hair. Exactly. Yeah. You see. You see. It's all. <laughs> how many layers are there to this shit? How deep does this go? Condoleezza Rice also bald. <laughs> like. Um, so yeah. Like. So this guy is routinely. Also, he's just virulently racist. So like when oh, yeah. he he interrogates Kumar's uh, Harold and Kumar's parents, <laughs> I think like most of them they all speak English, and most of them I think at least one set of their parents are actually f- from America and have American accents, and he's just like, sorry, I can't understand you. <laughs> and then uh, when he takes in Rosenberg and Goldstein, he just taunts them with 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 coins. <laughs> Yeah. And then when <laughs> they wait till he's left the room after the interrogation, and then just pocket all the coins. <laughs> That's the smart play. What, what can I say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Turn down the coins? I mean, come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, he Rob Cordery uh, does give a heroic performance in that. I, I mean, not heroic in the sense of being a. Uh, a Obviously, he's the villainous character, but heroic in the sense that, like, he just is willing to, like, debase himself so much. Oh, yeah, he goes for it. Yeah, it's a a really funny performance by Rob Cordery in uh, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, the the classic satire that spoke (laughs) to the the fears of the nation in 2008. Um Oh yeah, so I guess this would would have come out. Help get Obama elected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was <laughs> the decisive thing that swung the election. This is why. Do, Obama... do you reckon Obama saw Kumar and was like, "I need this guy yeah, in yeah, my administration." Yeah. <laughs> Talent scouting. Yeah, he was like, "This this guy <laughs> talks sense about uh, the overreaches of the security state uh, and how we can maybe uh, continue them in a less overtly uh, racist and discriminatory <laughs> fashion. <laughs> That's, you know, what we need to do is we need to put that below the surface. Uh, <laughs> what we really need is multi-ethnic authoritarianism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, obviously, in practice, not that. Not what happened. Most uh, yeah. when When Obama took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like... Yeah, what I'm just looking at uh, 
so the guys John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg, the auteurs behind the Harold and Kumar series, they only uh, directed one of the films, which was uh, Guantanamo Bay. So that's like the real auteur passion project of the three. <laughs> I thought a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas uh, from which Cal Penn was given time off uh, from his job at White House to film. Um, <laughs> I thought that that film, it felt compromised, it felt commercial, it didn't feel like it was coming from the heart. Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay, that one is coming from the heart, you know, that's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other film that these two guys have uh, directed is American Reunion, an American Pie. Is that the American Pie? Oh, okay. Reunion yeah. film. Yeah, received mixed reviews. From uh, but... what, what year was that? I'm trying to think. If that's the one that I saw in the cinema. Twenty twelve. Oh yeah, I think I w- that was actually the first American Pie movie I ever watched. And oh it was wow! In what the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't think I've ever seen a single American Pie film, but I have seen the star Jason Biggs in one film that I can think of, and that's a film called um, Anything Else, which Quentin Tarantino said at one point is his favorite Woody Allen film, um, and it's like a weird like two, it's made in two thousand and three, and it's like this weird film where like Jason Biggs plays well basically Woody Allen. But it's like set in 2003, so he's like, yeah, I'm writing jokes for uh, television comedians. It's like, he he's basically like, it, it, it depicts a world that long ago stopped existing, but kind of like maintains that this is the real world. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that this is the present day rather. Yeah, Jason Biggs is, is not good in that necessarily. Uh, <laughs> however, <Fair. laughs> John Cho... Who plays Kuma? Sorry, who plays Harold? Star uh, guest stars, I guess, in American Reunion as uh, Milf Guy Number Two. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what else did you watch in the stoner comedy vein? Um, let's see. I did see Dude, Where's My Car? Oh uh, wow! For first I've, time ever. I've never seen that one. How? how what is it is is it right that that one like it doesn't actually have weed in it it's like it a... it's considered a stoner comedy apparently i did look it up but yeah apart from the beginning where they talk about how they got so stoned last night and like there's a few other little implications of cannabis use there's they don't actually toke up at any point in the movie weird uh, and they're not like seeking weed out they're seeking money and stuff to try to solve their problems <laughs> to buy weed right when what else do you do with money Am I right? uh, they, well they're mostly seeking their car and i think they need the money like that, to get the car from the impound lot that would make sense uh, yeah, yeah uh, it does say a stoner film on wikipedia come here jackal come here jackal does he know any other tricks besides not moving <laughs> Guy, man. All right, you want to see a trick, man? Hey, Jackal. (laughs) Bite down, killer. Here comes the fun. (laughs) All right. Ah, good boy, Jackal. Good boy. (laughs) Breathe deep. There you go. Dude, your dog's a stoner. Can he also bong a beer? Nah, pretty much all he does is 
lie around and smoke his pipe. Hey, Jekyll, can I see your pipe? Very <laughs> protective of his pipe. When other people touch it, it does not like. Sorry, Jekyll. Yeah, see, he's sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. It's tenuous, I would say, but it kind of counts. It's definitely, it's, it leans very hard into the, oh shit, I can't remember what the fuck was going on sort of <laughs> aspect of weed. Like, they just had a total green out the night before. Uh, um, right. And, yeah, there's some, there's some funny stuff in there. It's possibly worth checking out if you're into stoner movies and stuff, but it's very uh it's very it's more in the Cheech and Chong silly for it's if Cheech and Chong had less weed in it you know? <laughs> what so yeah and what? it's not that great as a result um I, I and it does have guys, some rather it does it does have some rather transphobic jokes here and there yeah 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 um, I'm just looking at the synopsis it says along the way they encounter a transgender stripper um but the bit I noticed in in here is that they also encounter a cannabis loving dog called jackal so yeah. there is there's <laughs> weed obviously that's a an element of of weed yeah th- there is a lot of silliness in it and i don't know i found it amusing <laughs> i didn't totally hate sitting down and watching it but it doesn't stand up to harold and kumar or the better parts of the cheech and chong collection in my mind <laughs> I, I found it a lot funnier than still smoking. I really did not like still smoking. Mm, yeah, still smoking <laughs> doesn't sound very good. Um, yeah, so that that I guess is that another like sub stoner comedy genre. Like, I'm, well, I'm just trying to think. Like, so like you have kind of like for stuff like Big Lebowski and Inherent Vice. That's comedy and is very stonerish and involves weed but it's not a stoner comedy uh stoner adjacent comedies possibly uh and then would this maybe count as as a stoner adjacent comedy or is it so much stylistically in the vein of stoner comedies that it crosses over uh and and, and should be considered with the genre on, on those merits Ooh, ah that's a good question I'd say it almost comes between those two. Like it is mostly stoner adjacent, but there is so much wackiness going on. Like there's giant <laughs> alien ladies and stuff. Uh, it's it, I, I'm tempted to put it in if it, just t- tentatively in the full stoner genre. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like some other uh, kind of stylistic hallmarks of the stoner comedy generally got a lot of rap music in in them and also generally rappers a lot of rappers star in stoner comedy films like that's true <laughs> method man and red man in how high snoop dog and wiz khalifa in the poorly reviewed mac and devin go to high school um i don't okay. think I... I saw that one back in college Oh, I remember you saying it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that from the time. I don't think I ever watched it. Did you? I think I watched it with Martin. It? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. 
one of our, our friends who we toked was with pretty stoned day. don't remember being very into it but i also don't really remember much about it so. <laughs> I, I remember like i remember there was like an animated joint yes uh, so and, i was gonna yeah. say from the reviews i read of it i remember it that it, it was like 75 minutes long or like barely over an hour long or something and <laughs> like a large portion of that runtime was taken up by this animated sequence where this joint is like we did solve the way back to the days of George Washington. He was a massive toker himself, you know. America was founded on the <laughs> principles of cannabis consumption. Like, uh, <laughs> some real, Which like... Is great history, yeah. Mr. Hankey, the Christmas poo kind of stuff. He smokes weed. No, it's Towley in South Park who smokes weed. Uh, that's something maybe that some of the satire of uh, Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay reminds me of actually vintage bush era south park that was so kind of uh infantile and puerile in the way it it approached current events that i can't really disagree with it on a profound political level <laughs> it doesn't really <laughs> approach there it's whether or not i yeah. find it funny and in most cases i do um <laughs> but, but but where were we yeah so snoop dogg and wiz khalifa star in that movie i like I say, I've not seen it, but um, I did listen to the soundtrack album at the time. And I remember most of the soundtrack album being, like, okay. Like, fairly lively for a Snoop Dogg album, because he just, like, farts out an album a year, you know. Very... <laughs> but kind of like Willie Nelson, actually. <laughs> just He just goes into the studio and makes songs, puts them out. Like, that's... It's, it's he's very steady about it and a lot of his albums are very uninspiring i remember some of that having a bit of fire to it but there was that awful song that was like the big single from it which like my sister who was then really young in in her teens enjoyed like which kind of get, get gave an indication of the kind of song it was this wasn't like hardcore <laughs> bitches ain't shit kind of snoop dog you know this was like so what we get drunk so what we smoke weed we're just having fun. We don't care who sees. <laughs> Infantile. Yeah. So what? We get drunk. Oh, wh- oh, wow. So how? Nobody alcohol. gets Alcohol. Wow, you guys are cutting it. Oh, my God, you know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, man. How embarrassing. We should legalize alcohol, I'm telling legalize you. Legalize alcohol shit. Yeah, I'm convinced. This this stuff makes your life better. They should make a subgenre of comedies about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> alcoholism comedies alongside... I mean, you know, there, are, there are comedies uh. that deal with it in a way, but... Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that film... I'm trying to think of other... Um, stoner comedies that star rappers. Obviously, there is Ice Cube in the Friday franchise, which I think he mm. wrote as well. Um, I haven't seen any of those for years. Um, I mean, a lot of the ones starring rappers. It, it's maybe worth saying, like, you know, that there may be like more popular, or like the one starring Dave Chappelle, Half Baked. Are maybe more popular with black audiences than than with you know with white people who don't smoke a massive amount of weed you know because <laughs> like dave Chappelle didn't really have a starring movie vehicle other than half baked for many years so 
a lot right. of a lot of uh, black people who just like Dave Chappelle and wanted to see somebody who they related to represented in the cinema uh, would have checked out that film and that would be one of the reasons as well as a lot of people of multiple races getting baked and watching it in college dorm rooms over the years that Half Baked, which was reviled <laughs> at the time, was not a commercial success uh, went on to become somewhat of a, a cult movie um, and I think the same might be true of the Friday franchise as well um, you know and I, yeah. uh, you know, I've I've listened to, a, and it might be you know a lot of rappers specifically respect Ice Cube as as a, a, a towering figure in the hip hop culture. But I've definitely you know heard people talk fondly about the Friday movies, even though they're not necessarily critically acclaimed movies. Um, I did, however, watch a stoner comedy last night. The only real bit of preparation I did immediately before doing this episode, other than smoking that loud, <laughs> like <laughs> smonking, smonking that loud. Gotta loud, get in the mindset, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, was uh, a really awful stoner comedy film <laughs> that I watched last night um, called The Trap. Which is starring T.I. Let me... The Atlanta rapper. Let me look this up. Um, T.I., I believe, was just acquitted on a bunch of really disturbing sex charges. Um, oh, great. Yeah, I don't want to comment too much on that. I don't know the specifics. I just remember thinking, oh, that sounds fucked up. Yeah. Um, don't think this film has a Wikipedia page. But it is on UK Netflix for some reason. Um... Yeah, I don't know if T.I. was a writer on it or anything, but he stars in it. He is really bad. He He's really fucking bad in this film, man. Uh, I know T.I. has acted in some other stuff, but there's, like, shots where he just, like, doesn't remember his line. There's just weird, <laughs> weird pause. Like, one guy will say something to him. Then he'll look at them. <laughs> Dead air. Line. I mean, yeah. Then he'll just turn around to the other character and say his thing, and it's just like, my god, like this is the most like on the cheap. Like this is a Clint Eastwood level of like, nah, that shot was good enough. You know, that take was fine. Take, <laughs> take zero point five was was good enough. <laughs> it's like just the anti Kubrick. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a really not a good film, but like the plot of that one was for uh, T.I. is a, a you know a, a big time celebrity chef, uh, and he goes back to Atlanta uh, to because his mum isn't very well or something, and then his brother who runs their family fried chicken restaurant. Uh, is in trouble with some gangsters uh, and uh, they basically Mike Epps plays the gang boss who makes the makes the brother who's actually uh, the guy who plays him I can't remember who gives like quite a funny performance but he um, yeah is like oh yeah 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 I'll sell all this weed for you I promise we'll be good and so um, essentially some some kind of ruckus ensues in the uh, fried chicken shop, uh, the police come in, <laughs> and in uh, in de in desperation, the brother chucks the weed 
uh, into the 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 like deep fryer. <laughs> this <laughs> massive this massive bag of weed. Uh, and then you see their their somewhat portly co-worker eating this this uh, chicken <laughs> and and looking like he's very much enjoying it. And then yeah, sure enough, they start selling the chicken with the weed in it. And everyone loves it because, as we've established in stoner comedies, weed makes everything better. So this is one hundred percent. Yeah. So this shit is like the most fire fucking chicken you've ever eaten. Um, and then they can like pay off a drug dealer, but he wants more. He wants to keep investing and putting his weed into their chicken, and so on. Even though they want to get out the game. Yeah. Basically, then. Oh, it's some stupid like Deus Ex Machina ending. Like, who cares? But anyway, like they're trying. So, to... like, the, wait, wait. Let me rewind. This. They they threw the weed in the deep fryer to hide it from the cops. Is that what you said? Do you think that would be quite smelly? Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would I cook <laughs> yeah. with weed on the regular, and it does not smell like nothing. Let me say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 um, that's a fair point. Okay, I didn't didn't think of that flaw. But yeah, he just—you can still see it as well. It's this massive fucking bag of weed, like poking out of a deep fryer, like fucking cops crawling all over this place. Uh, like, but yeah, like I say, just an objectively terrible stoner <laughs> logic. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- really bad. But uh, I didn't even know if it was going to be a stoner comedy. I, I originally I put on this other film on Netflix. What's it called? I should be able to find it easily because. The poster. Nope, that's a different thing with weed. Uh, weed leaf on the poster. Um, yeah, okay, I can't find it. Maybe it came up when I searched like stoner instead of weed. Right now, I've just got the search results up for for weed. Uh, hang on, <laughs> <laughs> crack. That is not what I was looking for. <laughs> like, nope, wrong. You searched weed. Did you mean crack? No, <laughs> absolutely not. The crack genre. So just, when you when you go to your dealer, he's like, you're like, can I get some weed? <laughs> he's like, yes, here you go. This is crack. Yes, crack. <laughs> I said weed. Exactly. This will get you nice crack. and mellow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, so the documentary on crack is not what I was looking for. But yeah, I put on this thing and it was like, four lovable losers have to defend their posh hotel, I I guess they work out from a few minutes I watched, against terrorists oh fuck i know i think i know what you're talking about what's it called uh let me change the search let me see if it says (laughs) stoner or something um but i watched a few minutes of it and i just found the fucking guys in it so annoying i put it i was like yeah (laughs) that was exactly my problem with workaholics honestly what's workaholics it's like a show that, at least as far as I can tell, is sort of a stoner show. Because okay. at least the first couple episodes are very much about weed. The first <laughs> one in particular is like, it's these three guys who live together and they work together and they take lots of drugs and drink together. Uh, and they're trying to clean up their urine because it's full of weed and they got drug tested or they're going to get drug tested at work. Uh, uh, that's like the whole plot of the first episode. And <laughs> okay. I, like story-wise and everything, I was like, okay, I'm into it. I'm into drugs. I'm into like sticking one to the boss. But I just did not like the guys. I can't remember who's actually in it, but 
it's a bunch of people who I recognize from things that I wasn't into, and that just is like, uh, not into it. <laughs> not into it. Uh, fair enough. I cannot find this documentary. Maybe Netflix saw that I only watched a few minutes of it, and it was like, this is not past <laughs> the test. This is not up to our uh, impeccable standards of programming. <laughs> um no, I, I, I can't find it at all, but yeah, I fucking hated the guys in it so much. I was like, I cannot watch this shit. Um, did I mention <laughs> the name of that film of T.I.? It's called The Trap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. I, I Yeah, I don't think of weed when I think of the, of Trap in any way, you know. <laughs> Again, think of, like, The Trap. Did you, you know, it's like if you searched crack... If, if I actually had searched crack on Netflix, I would expect a film called The Trap to come up. <laughs> <laughs> the crack trap. <laughs> yeah, also, again, blow. No, I did not search blow. <laughs> Stop trying to recommend cocaine movies to me. Yeah. I'd like to dedicate this record right here to my main man, Johnny Cash, a real American gangster. I got my nephew Whitey Ford on the guitar, Young Trev on the drums, Grand Ole Opry, here we come, uh. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack put the spoon on the candlestick, Dope stick pimping on the one trick pony, Yeah she kinda skinny but she gets my money, Get my money, buy my medicine, buy my medicine, buy my medicine, Get my money, buy my medicine, buy my medicine, buy my medicine, yeah, you know I got to have that medicine, that prescription medicine, baby. You know, purple, orange, green. Jack starts hanging around with the fiends. Got strung out, sold the cow for beans. Told young wifey, I love you, honey, but you gotta hit the streets, go and get my money. Get my money, buy my medicine, buy my medicine, buy my medicine. Get my money, buy my medicine, buy my medicine, buy my medicine. The more dedicated, the more medicated. Can you feel me? Girl, my love's gonna last just as long as my high. And I'm high all day, every day. You can trust every word I'm gonna say will be a lie. <laughs> yeah, I lie sometimes. What's the use of the truth if you can't tell a lie sometimes, baby? Now dig this. Jack starts to track up and down the hill Dr. Walker figure ace what he told the jail Come rain, come shine, come snow up the sunny Get the fuck out, girl, and get my money Get my money, buy my medicine Buy my medicine, buy my medicine Get my money, buy my medicine Buy my medicine, buy my medicine Opposing the, the government and opposing the conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard so left who want drunk? to tighten their control. So they want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that, that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent whatsoever. We know the hard left who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda. 
printing money, nationalisation without compensation, hard left wing it's like I'm 17 again, peach fuzz on my face, looking on the case, trying to find a hella taste, oh my god, I'm on the chase, Chevy, it's getting kind of heavy, irrelevant, selling it, dipping away, time keeps slipping away, zipping the safe, flipping for pay, tipping like I'm dripping in paint, up front, folk lunch like a leaf, I put the wheat in the chain, so what we smoke weed, we're just having fun, we don't care who sees, so what we go out, that's how it's supposed to be, living young and wild and free. But that, yeah, I guess Bear is also like, knocked up and this is the end which features Seth Rogen as characters, in the case of This Is The End, as Seth Rogen, uh, who enjoys smoking a lot of weed. So it's similar to Pineapple Express, yeah. but Pineapple Express just kind of uh, takes the uh, the subtext, which, you know, when you're watching a, a, Seth, a Seth Rogen film, you're like, damn, this film is rich in subtext. The subtext <laughs> this dude likes to smoke weed. Uh, then pineapple express it it makes it the text you know i mean the title is literally a strain yeah yeah <laughs> um there's another david gordon green directed stoner comedy actually uh have you heard of your highness yes and i think i watched that one in theaters as well back in the day oh wow what do you make of this one because i've not seen it uh, well, again, this is years old, but I yeah, I found it pretty stupid. I don't know. I mean, story <laughs> comedies can be pretty stupid and still be good, but I didn't really because it was like it's like a fantasy medieval thing, but also a stoner mm. thing. And it I don't know. I I didn't get into it at the time. Maybe if I watch I don't uh, maybe if I watched it now as a stoner. I wasn't even smoking weed back then. So <laughs> yeah, twenty. But that said, I wasn't smoking weed when I was watching Harold and Kumar, and I still like those movies. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, those movies, if anything, probably help. They transcend the weedness. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how high? Uh, not sorry. Not how high. Your Highness, um, starring but starring and written by Danny McBride. And I, <laughs> I usually like Danny McBride's stuff, and I like um, his collaborations with David Gordon Green. I mean, they're yeah. still working together today. Actually, I don't know if uh, it's the case for the second in the series that they made, but. A couple of years ago, when David Gordon Green rebooted the Halloween franchise, Danny McBride co-wrote that movie. Um, right. So they're still doing good work to get uh, together and apart today. And I, I think in Pineapple Express, you could see, you could see that because I mean, it was portrayed at the time as like David Gordon Green is fucking sold out. <laughs> but it's a good movie. I mean, like I, I, I mean, he he didn't like take a massive dip in quality because like i've seen all like george washington all the real girls undertow and snow angels i'm pretty sure i've seen all four of those definitely the majority at least and, you know that they're, they're, they're all good but maybe you know he'd done that kind of like bleak downbeat 
drama and and you know he wanted to make a movie that a lot of people love pineapple express with you know yeah. a movie you know it's fun to watch it was possibly quite fun to make you do get the sense of all the the judd apatow kind of crew who uh did judd, Ap- did judd apatow co-write that movie i think it might i'm sure he was by... involved yeah yeah, he uh, he co-wrote the story and produced it, but it the screenplay was by Seth Rogen and his writing partner mm. Evan Goldberg. Um, but yeah, you know, um, again, I, I kind of want to rewatch Pineapple Express now because I I quite like that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, but yeah, most of Danny McBride's stuff post Pineapple Express and How High is is less stoner oriented though he he has, has a fantastic line in kind of like really unlikable characters uh mining comedy from that but yeah we, we were saying the problem with a lot of netflix's selection of weed related films is that there's it's just too heavy on the documentaries yeah, just yeah God, they've got like three much. different shows about cooking with weed. Like, I get it. You put <laughs> weed in normal food and it tastes nice. I, I, yeah, and it's just all these, I don't know, it's just all this stuff like, weed, it's really good for you or whatever. It's like, I mean, yeah, okay, but dude, if I really like was, was caring about like how it was good for my health, like, I wouldn't be fucking doing it all the time and, you know, <laughs> abusing it like I do. Like, I'm not I'm not doing this for my health, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah. There's, some, there's some stuff, and then there's other stuff. Like, I'm not interested in watching documentaries about, like, people making money by selling it legitimately. Right, I don't right. care. Boring. I, I prefer crime. It's literally, want... yeah, the worst part about weed is people making tons of money off it. I don't I don't. I, I do want it. I want it decriminalized, and yeah, I, I'd say I want it legalized. I want it to be, a, you know, to be able to buy it by legitimate means. But uh, at the same time, like big corporations, like milking a lot of money on it. I'm not interested in watching a documentary yeah. about that or whatever. You know, fuck that. Um, haven't yeah. watched the documentary "The Grass Is Greener," part of the Black Lives Matter collection. I, <laughs> I find the way that Netflix, like, um, kind of. Oh, there's a black person in this. It's BLM. Seriously, they try and capitalize off the the black lives, pro black lives matter sentiment to such a grievous extent. Like, you always see uh, films that'll make you think, and then all of them will just be about, like, race in America. (laughs) And it's, (laughs) it's kind of just like, okay, like, incredibly vital and important issue, but it's not the only issue and, and and clearly that's the one that like they're zoning in on because uh, the marketing it, research says yeah, it's good <laughs> yeah. exactly they they've it's the same as like influencers will all just have like a random like they'll do random posts about black lives matter who everyone <laughs> which everyone will just scroll past and just be like you know um just look at their selfies like i i i i i, I don't know i i, I almost Obviously, representation matters, but it does feel very hollow when it comes from a giant corporation. Yeah, it's like, it, w- w- would it be... 
I it's like all the pink washing in recent years as well. Same thing. Just like, oh, it's June. June, right? Is that Pride Month? I think that's Pride Month. And yeah. It, and then, and, uh, like, suddenly every business suddenly cares about LGBT. Like, hmm, mm. do you, though, really? Or else maybe you'd care about it all year round? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, maybe it was better when celebrities and corporations didn't all pretend to care about this stuff like <laughs> obviously obviously it no, it's it's better that like uh well it's not the same thing like it depends is is the superficial gestures that they're making in public is that actually a reflection of them changing uh how they're running yeah well like you know, like did they things. actually add any new like black created content or did they just start labeling all the black created content they already had as blm like Mm. uh, i think that makes a difference as well like you haven't really increased representation so much as you've just used a useful label on the representation you already had yeah 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 no there, there there is something like uncomfortable about seeing some of these things kind of like commodified like a documentary about a a black businessman in the music industry kind of like lumped in with one about the assassination of Malcolm X. Right. It's like, this is, this is not a genre, you know, <laughs> this is, you, you can't bump, bump, you can't group these together like wacky comedies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we, we've gone, we've gone kind of, um, off, as a off couple of white people. Yeah. We should probably stop talking about yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, we've got. We said our bit, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I think we can say our bit, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't necessarily think we should keep going on. Um, but yeah, Back to like but, stuff. Yeah, there's there's stuff like that. There's stuff like what's this? The uh, no, that's the same thing. But I clicked on before. Just now, we're just gonna have the ex- the exact same discussion over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, cooked with cannabis, a series. Uh, <laughs> Murder and oh my Mountain. god, I have actually, sorry, I have actually watched some of those, like, <laughs> cannabis cooking shows out of curiosity, and it's always, I get amazed, such tiny little baby doses they put in, like, <laughs> oh, we put three milligrams of THC in the salad dressing, and there's another one milligram in the drink, and then the judge will be like, oh my god, that's so much, I'm gonna get stoned. Meanwhile, I'm over here putting a hundred milligrams in my dinner, and like, <laughs> what you talking about? Well, that's as well as loving the music, why I like watching stuff about rap music. That's the only place I see people smoking zoots of the appropriate size. <laughs> Everywhere else you see these pathetic little maggot fucking, you know, like, um, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a series called Murder Mountain, which has a marijuana leaf on its poster. In Humboldt County, California, the big business of legal marijuana. See, that's what I was saying I wasn't interested in. The big business of legal marijuana in Humboldt County, California brings in visitors from all around the world. Some are never seen again. Yeah, that's another one that I did watch a while back. Uh, it's just your standard sort of murder documentary, but with weed thrown in as a background <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not in i'm not that into true crime i i, yeah. I can I, I watch the odd true crime documentary i get i can i can get into it i don't know takes me to a bad place 
I, I yeah, always, it's pretty grim shit. Yeah, it, le- it leaves me like with a lack of hope for humanity. So I don't watch too much. I I, I like watching fictitious crime stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I I, I have to no admit. people were harmed in the making of this murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. I have to admit, I do feel the the same uh, voyeuristic pull as the rest of the multitudes that watch uh, true crime. Though I have, I have uh, dipped my oh, sure. toe in on occasion. <laughs> but it's like weed is really becoming like this sort of sub, like not subgenre. What's the word? An aesthetic, maybe that you add to other genres, like true <laughs> crime in that case, or cooking shows, and just. Mm. Weed this, weed that. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Yeah, both of those different shows have a big marijuana leaf, you know? (laughs) And yet nothing else in common, just the marijuana, yeah. Yeah, so there's also a sitcom starring Kathy Bates called Disjointed. Uh, Pot activist Ruth Whitefeather Feldman runs a medical marijuana dispensary while encouraging her loyal patients to chill out and enjoy the high life. <laughs> I'm never going to watch that because it's created by Chuck Lorre, the guy Ooh. who created Two and a Half Men. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. That's a good reason to avoid it, for sure. I th- think yeah. he might have created The Big Bang Theory as well. That Bad would shows. explain so fucking much, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that both shows have got their weed equivalent now. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a show that was on a few years ago. Did you ever watch Bored to Death? The name sounds familiar, but I, what's what was that about? That was an example of taking a pre-existing genre and adding weed to it. Because, uh, <laughs> as we know, weed makes anything better. Um, <laughs> be it your love life, your 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 academic performance, your political career. Uh, no, I, I I don't know. Like, um, it was this show. I I maybe describe as, as as somewhat Jewish in its comic orientation. Uh, starred <laughs> Jason Schwartzman as a struggling writer, just general kind of classic stoner movie protagonist, but maybe a little bit more on the sort of intellectual side. Although yeah, kind of an idiot, and then. Um, he like is failing so much as a writer that he decides to become a private investigator and he loves weed and he hangs out <laughs> with his best friend Zach Galifianakis and Ted Danson and they smoke mad weed like Ted Danson I mean I like a lot of that cast oh yeah it's great hanging out with the fellas you know that's uh, kind of a selling point of that especially Ted Danson like there's this one bit where like the proprietors of Ted Danson's magazine that he edits he's like a high flying New York magazine editor and then he discovers he really likes weed and so he get he starts you know being cool and doing cool <laughs> things and it improves um, his life overnight yes. precisely yeah but at one point like the proprietors of his magazine like tell him that he's got to make it much more right wing and support the bush administration <laughs> and uh, he's not having it and uh, so he writes this uh vicious attack on on someone or other um and publishes it it appears your drug of choice is marijuana is that correct it's my first choice yes so, what does marijuana give you? Well, I 
become more aware of how beautiful everything is. And what does marijuana take away from you, Mr. Christopher? Off the top of my head, I'd say boredom, loneliness, pain. I watched all of it, yeah, I've probably watched it multiple times, you know, I haven't in a few years and I'm thinking it may be time again, it might bring back some warm nostalgic memories. They did three series of it and then it was unjustly cancelled, but, nah. um, yeah, it was just, you know... The lousy Jason... shows go on forever. And... Exactly. <laughs> like, fuck it, Jason... I, I didn't realise that The Walking Dead was still being made, I thought for what? sure that ended. They're on <laughs> like 12 seasons now. Ages ago. Fucking hell. My God. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman just going around, solving crimes, getting into scrapes. Every woman in the show just incredibly beautiful, you know, one of those classic film noir, you know, going around mm. uh, different incredibly beautiful women, hiring him to investigate some case every week, like uh, getting into scrapes run-ins with gangsters lots of great cameos from the great and the good uh of the, the comedy and character actor worlds um yeah ted danson's incredibly funny in it but yeah bored to death good show man good show nice nice and then that there was also a, a stoner comedy show on british television at one point which was Ideal, starring Johnny Vegas. Of course! Fuck, That's I totally it. forgot about that, even though I've seen, like, every season, some of them multiple times. Oh, man. So funny. Yeah, that's so good. It was so surreal. Yeah, again, like, Ideal, I think, it almost transcends stoner comedy. It becomes this, yeah, really surreal, really quite bleak show with all these... Uh, all these kind of like quite hard crime elements um this real kind of like scathing look at working class existence and um on probation on probation yeah that's, that's great the character psycho paul i remember mm. is that um, the one in the mouse mask yeah was is that Psycho Paul? Yeah, no, you're thinking of Cartoon Head. That, uh, yeah. Who, who uh, looks like the former conservative cabinet minister, Gavin Barwell. Uh, with the mask <laughs> on, I mean. Because, yeah, the, the, the story is that Cartoon Head had his mouse mask glued to his face at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it's not coming off. You don't want to see what's under the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. season seven of Ideal having quite a kind of strange anticlimactic ending. It always felt like there should have been more. Uh, I don't specifically remember the very end. Ah, there we yes, the gang of deadly gingers known as the <laughs> Red Mist. So yeah, this is the kind of truly strange, surreal element to this show you were always talking about. Yeah. I learned about lo lots of... And, like, it started, as I recall, like, in season one, like, fairly straightforward. Like, yeah. Like, okay, this is just a dealer in working-class Britain. Nothing... A little weird, perhaps. Nothing too strange, though. And then, like, it just goes on, and it gets progressively, like, an alternate universe. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. So, so strange, yeah. I learned a lot about weed from that show, actually. I learned that tie stick was like <laughs> shitty fucking cheap weed that looks really kind of like dark and crappy and feels like twigs um smoked a bit of that stuff in my time 
uh, <laughs> mercifully got it cheap. Um, <laughs> and, and I learned about hot knives as well, although I have never to this day done hot, hot knives. I have tried on multiple occasions and never been able to fucking get it. <laughs> How would you describe hot knives to our listeners? Because I, I tried to put it into words then, couldn't. Uh, well, the way I did it, I got an electric oven and I just kind of stuck in stuck a knife in there <laughs> until it got nice and hot on the the hob, and then like pressed it against another knife and uh, with some weed in between, and like it started smoking and I got like a straw and tried to suck it up, but I I don't know, it just didn't <laughs> didn't work for me. I really wished I had a pipe at the time, but I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to watch this as well. I want to rewatch all of Ideal because that was such a funny show. I love yeah, the, the character uh, PC Phil Collins. <laughs> 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 Not to be confused with the shithead Phil Collins from the Times who wrote uh, Keir Starmer's conference speech. Um, there's definitely some Phil Collins jokes in there about his, uh, you know, referring to. The, the main Phil Collins. Um, <laughs> the musical one, yeah. Yeah, but he's the uh, he, he's the cop who like always brings Moz his weed. Yeah. Moz is Johnny Vegas' <laughs> character. Yeah, that show was very funny. Uh, Brian uh, is one of the characters. He's <laughs> played by Graham Duff, the creator and writer of the show, whose character description is simply a very camp and flamboyant homosexual <laughs> I don't know if Graham Duff is gay himself I hope so because that would make that character less bait <laughs> um, right. uh, yeah but no I really liked Ideal man that was uh, that was a really funny show Cycle Paul alright Nicky it's me and Cartoon, Edward, outside. Outside where? Well, outside the flat. You said to come round at ten past five. I said to come round at five past ten. So, you're not going to let us in, then? I'm not there. I'm still on the train from Cardiff. Come back later when I told you. Right then, we'll come back at five past ten, and you'd better be in. You dizzy bitch. That's all, though. Yeah, so so glad you're you're the one who pointed it out to me. Of course, like so many good things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking again at all the characters. Like one of them is a, a timid and demure necrophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> Great descriptions. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, I wish more stoner comedies were of the standard of ideal, because that was a real classic show. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> God, we've gone through a, a vast array of the genre. Is there anything that we, we haven't touched on? Uh, not that I've really seen, honestly. <laughs> um. Well, I think it's worth saying that both Ideal and Bored to Death were supposed to come back as movies to compensate for their abrupt endings, but neither movie ever happened. Uh 
oh. sucks, man. Like, why does it have other people's shows? So, like, bring back Veronica Mars or whatever, and they get their fucking movie, and I'm just like bored to death and ideal please what about the stoner crowd i mean we're we're too cool and indie <laughs> god can netflix should not just intervene instead of fucking i mean i imagine it's cheaper to finance cooking with cannabis or whatever <laughs> god like, yeah can reality i pay TV. you in weed <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um Nah, man. The stoner comedy. Yeah, that's the thing Com- as well. We've, 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 let me go back to the cooking show. Uh, like, the, 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 the whole thing about cooking shows as a genre themselves is that you have these top competitors, these top chefs or whatever, who are competing against each other, trying to make the best dish to win a prize. And in <laughs> the cannabis cooking show... There's just these random people competing to be congratulated for having the best recipe. There's literally no fucking prize. I I don't know if it's because of legal situations surrounding cannabis and like, oh, we don't want to be seen to be encouraging people too much, but they literally <laughs> don't have a fucking prize in a fucking game show. <laughs> the prize is just you get really baked. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The prize was you get to hang out with the judges in the smoke lounge. Like, that, Who are the what? judges? Like Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson. <laughs> they do always have a guest judge, and I would be shocked if, if Snoop Dogg wasn't one of them at some point, but I can't honestly remember. Uh, I'm looking on Wikipedia now. There are a few that I haven't got around to mentioning, actually. I'm just going to give a quick shout-out to the film Evil Bong 2006. There, there is an Evil Bong series <laughs> that lasted what? 12 years. Uh, Evil Bong hands down one of the worst films I've ever seen. Like, Looks I've never like heard it of it. <laughs> made for about five pounds. Not a good film. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> bad even with that considered. They're, 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 uh, the Jay and Silent Bob films, um, those two... I, mean, they're, they're, they're... I know there's Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Is there another one that was just about them? Yeah, they rebooted it a couple of years ago, but oh. I mean, it's more—it's more of a kind of uh, a Kevin Smith film than a Jay and Silent, than a Stoner film, I'd say. Right. You know, um, it—it's more re- ref- self-referential. It's more kind of like I know. I know. When Jay and Bob Strikes Back, they don't really smoke a lot of weed. No, they don't. I mean, the, again, the, like the central. That's their problem. fucking character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess their their characters are two guys who like to smoke weed and they stand outside the convenience store selling weed. That's kind of that. That is, you know, their premise, their basic premise. So yeah, they're they're, they're, de- <laughs> they're definitely weed saturated characters. Again, Netflix has a more broad uh definition of of the stoner film it's not just stoner comedies on there so it includes like easy rider and stuff again (laughs) easy Easy rider Rider has weed sure (laughs) it has weed and people who smoke weed like it but that does not a stoner film make as far as i'm concerned i feel like that's quite reductive to to yeah that should be in that should be in stoner crossover films along with the Big Lebowski, The Harder They Come, and yeah. Inherent Vice. Um, 
Like, so the, the, the harder they come, it's set in Jamaica. It's not a fucking stoner crime, stoner <laughs> crime film. No, it's just everyone in it smokes weed. Like, that's different. <laughs> Although, talking about the size of joints, the biggest joints I've ever seen that I myself have not been smoking <laughs> are in the harder they come. Uh, the classic Jamaica exploitation, uh, legendary movie. Um, Mr. Nice, which is on Wikipedia listed under the Stoner crossover crossover films, is more of a Stoner film than uh, Easy Rider. You know, like Mr. Nice is all about Howard Marks, the legendary welsh cannabis trafficker and um you know it's based on his own memoir so it's obviously quite an adulatory kind of tale uh, and a central plank of that is that as well as loving selling weed he loves smoking weed big thing he goes off to the middle east to like sort out some hash and he's like they offer him a pipe and he's like nah if i'm gonna sell this stuff i need to give it the ultimate test and he rolls it up <laughs> into a spliff and, and he smokes it and he's like, yes, this is good enough to uh, traffic back to England. Um, Weed is like the one exception to the general rule of don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like people every, sell weed. Every de- weed dealer I've ever encountered loves to toke. A hundred percent. Like one of the main reasons they sell weed is so that they can sustain their habit of smoking <laughs> weed all the time. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm um, just again, yeah. So Jay and Silent Bob, neither of their films are really that stoner comedy-ish. I don't think they're. Again, actually, they're maybe more stoner comedy-ish in tone than actually sheer weed content. You've also got. <laughs> Ali G and the House listed on here, which features the famous scene where Ali G, once he's become an MP, uh, <laughs> Ali, G, Ali G is allowed to uh, basically, like, for some reason, because this is what happens all the time, obviously, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the customs people are like, Oh, Mr. Member of Parliament, sir, we just got a big shipment of weed and pornography in. And now he's like, I'm very concerned by that. I'm going to have to go and investigate that with my brethren. So Ali G just like gets his mates and they just sit in the... Then they have like, you know, the smash cut, exactly what you were expecting. So yeah, quite stoner comedy-ish actually. Um... (laughs) exactly what you're expecting they cut to them and they're smoking the weed and watching the porn in the uh like the uh stock room for confiscated yeah. uh contraband <laughs> at the, yeah at the customs place i don't know take a look at this you'll be appalled look at this crap 30 kilos of marijuana smuggled in from europe south america and the middle east that is terrible is there any skunk? Yes. Some scumbag managed to smuggle in 15 kilos of this. Turns out it's the strongest super skunk ever discovered. This next section is where we keep the mountains of hardcore pornography, most of it coming from Germany. You may want to look away at this bit. No. I've got a job to do. I know. It makes me feel sick, too. Well, I was going to have to compile my report now, so if you wouldn't mind fucking off. Certainly, sir. 
Oh, wait, Mitz will be sending down a couple of experts to help me with my research. And also, the uh, Ali G movie contains a scene where he uh, goes to the UN summit and uh, solves world peace by getting everyone high. <laughs> that is pretty classic stoner comedy material. I mean, quintessential, really. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's weed. It'll solve world peace. Because no <laughs> asshole has ever smoked weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't really think of any other like notable weed-related moments in uh, Ali G in the house, though. <sighs> Just going through this. Oh yeah, Leaves of Grass. So that's a film that the writer, sorry, the the, the actor Tim Blake Nelson wrote and directed. It stars Edward Norton as two brothers. One, he's a hoity-toity English professor, and the other, he's a good time salt of the earth marijuana dealer uh, and basically they edward norton has to go back to his family home because like their mum is ill or something again the same plot as the trap uh, <laughs> edward norton has to go back to their family home and then he resents his brother and his dumb marijuana smoking ways and then he learns from him, you know, he learns that he, maybe he needs to be more down to earth. And uh, he's a bit, maybe he is a bit uh, up in the sky, a bit hoity-toity after all. And um, there's this super dumb line I remember from it that, like, it's supposed to be, like, plain spoken wisdom. <laughs> but when you actually think about it, it's kind of stupid. It's like <laughs> um, Edward... Hick Edward Norton says to educated Edward Norton, like, what is it you do anyway with them academic papers? You're just one person, one person talking about what another person said. Or something. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Yeah, kind of like having a conversation. <laughs> like, what's the yeah, that... point of criticism? Yeah, 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 literally. And it's just like, what? What's the point of an exchange of ideas? Like, hmm, yeah, yeah, great. Well, well said, well said. Um, but I thought that was really smart when I watched it. When I was like, I had done like a day at university. <laughs> um, I know I've seen that one, but I really can't remember much other than the two Edward Nortons. <laughs> <laughs> Easy Rider the Ride Back is listed what? along with Easy Rider as a stoner film. So that is like a film where somehow some random lawyer man <laughs> some conservative lawyer managed to acquire the rights to Easy Rider and made a sequel um with like an entirely unknown cast oh no actually sorry <laughs> uh, jeff fahey is in it um and, and made an incredibly low budget sequel that was described by leonard Maltin as a staggeringly bad attempt to cash in on the iconic original and poor on all accounts 
Uh, and I read, and I remember reading a long read by Nathan Rabin where he went into this film, and it it's apparently just kind of like molasses paced, seriously tedious. Uh, or actually, with the pace, I might be thinking of another film that like some avant garde director did, where he just like slowed Easy Rider down, Easy Rider down by like f- fifty times, and was like, yeah, this is a new film I've made. <laughs> <laughs> avant-garde but extremely avant-garde i may have mentioned this on the show before but something i forgot to get in when i was talking to you that i find incredibly funny to this day was that possibly listed on that wikipedia page maybe not is dennis hopper's completely impenetrable follow-up to Easy Rider, the last movie. I remember at uni, me, Yair, Martin, the boys, all... We may not have mentioned Martin in the episode yet, but we will at some point. We all loved Easy Rider. Great vibes to Easy Rider. So I was like, oh, let's watch Dennis Hopper's follow-up to Easy Rider. It is a classic of the counterculture, sure to bring more of those blissed, stoned-out vibes that we all love. (laughs) So we all sat down to watch, like, a DVD rip of the last movie, which is very experimental. Like, no plot, (laughs) no kind of conventional movie features, even compared to something as kind of out of the ordinary as easy rider so i'm pretty sure i left all the guys pretty baffled there uh, i'm pretty sure some people may smoke weed in that movie but that definitely does not count as a stoner movie let alone a stoner comedy and again i'm just going through this list on wikipedia i know that you've got uh, i haven't seen it but the wash from 2001 is an acting vehicle for dr dre who I reckon is probably a really bad actor. I can't think of anything that Dr. Dre has acted in, but he 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 is a good rapper. Um but you know, he doesn't write his own lyrics. So I mean, I guess that is kind of what an actor does. He is good at performing words that somebody else has has written for him in a musical context. But he's like such a behind the scenes kind of guy. You know, someone who like a kind of guy who goes fifteen years between albums and and stuff. Yeah. You know, I can't. I just can't imagine him being a kind of someone. Someone who's talked about his his social anxiety and how he prefers staying out of the limelight. I I just can't imagine Dr. Dre being a, a, a good a good actor, particularly in a comedy. Uh, but Snoop Dogg, I know, has acted in quite a bit, and he he is his co-star uh, along with the film's director, DJ Pooh. <laughs> great name that's yep. poo with an h as in the bear although there yeah. is there is a producer who works with justin bieber called poo bear which is just spelt poo no h <laughs> don't want to get those disney lawyers on your ass <laughs> you've got walk hard for dewey cox story listed on here which again not a stone of film what the fuck y- yeah like weed shows up in like two scenes there's lots of other drugs but the drummer in dewey cox for tim meadows character likes weed because because after they've they've fallen out for decades dewey turns up at his house with the enormous (laughs) bag of weed and he smiles and they're reconciled and they have a hug 
Um, but yeah, not. I mean, it's the cheapest drug there is. <laughs> Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I'll get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Oh, okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> okay, but just this once. Come on in. But then they have one of those scenes for every drug. Exactly, yeah. Calling it a stoner comedy, you'd have to call it a coke comedy. And a <laughs> That's acid why I'm comedy. saying that. See, it is a genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an acid comedy. Uh, yeah, Uppers and not... downers comedy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Cheech and Chong made an animated movie in 2013. Uh, their first feature film since 1984's The Corsican Brothers. So they, Which I started watching and then realized that there was, like, no weed at all in it and stopped watching. <laughs> what? <laughs> These brothers are not Corsican. What the fuck? What's that title about? <laughs> I, I think it's some kind of weird adaptation of an actual, like, an old-timey story. Yeah, an Alexandre Dumas novel. The guy yeah. who wrote uh, The Three Musketeers. Yeah, it's so so random. That, yeah, that's very strange. Um... But yeah, apparently in 2013 they reunited to do an animated movie, which I believe Jay and Silent Bob have also done. Um, there is the guy who plays Jay, because obviously Silent Bob is Kevin Smith, but the guy who plays Jay is like seems to he's only in Jay and Silent Bob films. <laughs> this is my thing. Yeah, he's just like this guy who is like wheeled out to star in these films. I guess it he and silent bob were supporting characters in the additional uh, in the, sorry in the original kevin smith films but yeah i mean kevin smith wasn't a big toker back when he created jay and silent bob it's only the last few years that he's got really heavily into smoking weed himself apparently it's because in 2007 he made a film with seth rogan called zach and miri make a porno and yeah. he was like really impressed by how Seth Rogen was smoking weed all the time and was still like cr creative and productive and doing his job and coming up with ideas and he was like this is clearly that. it must be the weed that is it's not that he's doing this in spite of how stoned he is it must be and maybe it is you know maybe it does like loosen Seth Rogen up and get his process going that's to be honest like you know once I get doing creative stuff on weed like there's no stopping me like I'm gonna keep you know I can do I can do it for yeah, hours but, uh, it could be a great I, motivator yeah I get that but you know it does have another side as well and I think maybe yeah. in the slump of uh, Kevin Smith's directorial career around that time you can kind of see that uh, <laughs> he because after have you seen Zach, Zach and Mary make a porno 
I have a few years ago. I remember okay. quite liking it, to be honest, as that kind of thing goes. Uh, yeah, it was kind of stupid, but it was it was amusing. Kind of stupid. I'm pretty sure that the character probably smokes weed in that as well, being Seth Rogen. But um, but I mean, I like that era of of Seth Rogen, like knocked up and st- again, lots of weed yeah. and knocked up. Uh, I, I yeah, you know, I quite like the uh, heavily improvisational humor. That, that that lot do obviously my favorite of that run of judd apatow produced films is walk hard the dewey cox story which doesn't fit amazing into, <laughs> yeah it doesn't fit into that subgenre despite being listed on this wikipedia page uh but you know i'm not talking about the subgenre of stoner comedy i mean it's of, definitely uh, even funnier when you watch it stoned but that's <laughs> that kind of judd apatow thing yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. But you know what? What fucking isn't? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but um, oh, what are we saying? See, this is a trope of uh, stoner podcasting. Uh, what are we saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is one of one of the primary formal ticks of our genre. Nope. Um, <laughs> um, we're just going through the list. I think. At this oh point. yeah, I was I, I was going to say after making Zach and Miri make a porno. Um, Kevin Smith started just smoking weed all the time and just bigging up weed so much and extolling its virtues constantly. And apparently that was one of the reasons that he and Bruce Willis just, like, did not get on in the slightest on the set of Cop Out in 2010. <laughs> that they were absolutely at each other's throats and have subsequently both spoken very negatively about the experience. And part Is of Mr. It Willis not a fan of the cannabis? Clearly not. Because, yeah, apparently <laughs> Kevin Smith was just chumming like a chimney the entire time. Um, never watched Cop Out. Because why would you hire Kevin Smith to direct that kind of thing? Like, when has Kevin Smith ever shown a predilection for action? Or, or, or like, kind of heightened genres of machismo like the cop film like how not you know i'm not saying his films yeah. are like a feminine but they're, they're about they're they're about kind of like loser dudes mostly not about cool hard man cops yeah. I, I i i don't I, I i you can't i can't see him fitting that genre and by all accounts he didn't in the slightest um although you know bruce willis is a terrible fucking actor to work with apparently so you can um, it probably wasn't entirely his fault but yeah um, but yeah Kevin Smith everything he makes is a stoner film as in a film made by a stoner (laughs) (laughs) all his films like Tusk or uh, 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 (laughs) what the fuck else has he done Yoga Hosers I never watched Yoga Hosers but that is um a film made under the influence for sure it really shows yeah yeah i did watch that once uh <laughs> disappointment oh god disappointment. yeah oh, after, after, after after that tusk yeah tusk was amazing and uh what was it a red what was it? oh red state red state i loved that and i was like okay so here's another somewhat serious kevin smith film coming uh, and it's just oh my god it was bonkers and it not has in a, a good way Johnny Depp <laughs> doing his like French oh, I'm so French. Quebec, oh. I'm Johnny Depp I'm French my name is Guy Lapois 
or something. Or is that the character from Knives Out? I remember saying to you before, I always get oh. the two characters confused. <laughs> Daniel Craig in Knives Out and Johnny Depp in Tusk slash Yoga Hoses. <laughs> the two, yeah, the same fucking character. Relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I did not like Kevin Smith's most recent film, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I haven't it's seen all- it, but I didn't like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, so I'm not really surprised. Nor did I, but I am kind of tempted to rewatch it. So I, I, I you know, <laughs> just just the whole thing of it. Maybe because I'm not a fan of the modern film industry so much. I found and 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 Kevin Smith is very optimist in his attitude to films. He's very much, oh, people want superhero movies. They want reboots. Go and see them. Enjoy yourself. Why not? And I'm like, don't enjoy yourself. <laughs> Enjoying yourself is morally wrong. That's what I say. <laughs> but no, I mean, he, his film, it's all this kind of like quite obnoxious, winking at the camera commentary, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, right. on the Hollywood culture of reboots and stuff that he himself is, you know, deep in like, as a lol, so pig in shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and maybe I'd enjoy revisiting the the cinematic landscape of 20 years ago by watching the previous uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Although I won't claim <laughs> that 2001 was, uh, you know, the, the peak of American cinema. That was obviously 1978 when uh, when they were making classics like Up in Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2001 was a little too close to the Star Wars uh, prequels uh, to call American <laughs> cinema good. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that I mean, it's probably the name of a rap album. I'm surprised there wasn't a film from the year 2001 called like 2001: A Smoke Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> weed in space. Imagine how low budget a weed movie set in space would look. Oh God, <laughs> I could probably <laughs> make it. <laughs> There's a film called The Stoned Age, which I was wondering if that's like about how like cavemen who smoke their weed, <laughs> but actually no, it's just set in like then contemporary Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity there, yeah. Yeah, again, Rockers, not a weed movie, just a movie about Jamaican people. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a lot of these films, but I would not necessarily uh, bracket all like due date and stuff. I wouldn't bracket due right, date. Yeah, I don't even remember date. them talking in that. Yeah, exactly. I would. I would not bracket that that in there with with any of them. All uh, it is, it's got Zach Galifianakis. That's like the closest you get. <laughs> yeah, like oh that guy, he's in stonery stuff. <laughs> There's a Trailer Park Park Boys um, movie called trailer park boys don't legalize it yeah which i guess yeah i i think in trailer park boys i've not seen much of it but i i, I watched a little bit of a, a few i do you know, quite enjoy the original run of the show I, I it, it, it is funny for sure but i remember in that they're constantly bumping up on how they all make their living as like small-time marijuana dealers yeah canada's gonna make it canada made it legal ages ago so we're decriminalized so they're all running into trouble and there is one actually that i want to mention which is uh the beach bum did you watch this one with matthew mcconaughey as no. moon dog 
That's not striking any bells. Highly successful poet, Moondog, who lives in Florida, and he likes to party. This film features cameos from both Snoop Dogg and Jimmy Buffett, (laughs) himself a renowned toker. Is he? Um, Yeah, I think so. It doesn't totally shock me, but I had no idea. Well, it's definitely a big part of parrothead culture. Okay, smoke, okay. Smoke a lot of weed at his shows. I, I now have more respect for the Buffett, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because you think of him as a bit kind of square. But on the other hand, it's all that, like, you know, oh, you know, I've got a deal with the, the Coast Guard. He doesn't care. Like, <laughs> it's like, I, I know everyone around here and on the in the Keys. Nobody's going to stop me smoking a joint. I think, I think it's that kind of thing. Like, yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, this film is quite fun. Uh, it's by Harmony Korine, and it's easily like Harmony Korine's most like chill film. His most laid back, just kind of like jokes. It's kind of nice film, you know. Very okay. Yeah, yeah. Very, very chill. Like I say, J- Jimmy Buffett's in it. <laughs> sure and snoop dog so it, it it's what a combo yeah you, can prob- yeah you could probably define this as a stoner film given that snoop dog's in it and yeah matthew <laughs> mcconaughey does smoke big zoots throughout there's lots of blazing in that film um yeah and that's the last one that i can see here that i really wanted to mention uh there is one uh super high me which is a documentary by uh, starring the comedian Doug Benson, uh, which is just super size me, but with weed instead of food. Yeah, I think I've heard of it, but never seen it because didn't interest me at all. <laughs> yeah, it sounds boring. Like I say, most documentary films. I I we've just done a whole episode on stoner films in which we've had nice things to say about some of them. But I'm just gonna <laughs> say like. I, I, I love weed. Like, I smoke weed all the time. But I don't... I'm not that interested in, like, stoner culture. Like, I don't really like talking about weed. Like, I, I'd i rather... I'd rather talk about music yeah. with a friend while smoking a joint. Like, know? this modern Gentile take of, like, talking about, like... Well, genteel, perhaps, would be a better Gentile. word. Gentile, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm it's, pretty... it's been... Just, just typical, like... Uh, Fucking anti- Gentiles. Anti-non-Jew racism. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, th- th- this, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, gentrification is probably where I was going with it. Of like, oh, the terpenes, <laughs> man, the terpenes, and talking about these different strains. Oh yeah, this yeah. strain gets me going, and that strain. Well, shut the gets fuck me to up, sleep. man! This should be it's nasty weird. street shit. You know, <laughs> this is this is cool. This is how this is how we prove we are bad men. You know what I care about with weed? Does it get me stoned? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. I know you weren't just doing reverse (laughs) anti-Semitism. I I know you meant the gentrification or, yeah, the genteel kind of bourgeois weed culture. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Like, it's not not fun at all. On On the other hand, like, it's, you know, the whole thing of, like, not wanting to be being worried all the time that you're going to get done by the cops that does suck that do, that that yeah. does suck 
it's why I like to go for long walks so I'm away from any kind of worry about that so I know that I'm just kind of like I can do my thing I'm not yeah. gonna not gonna get done by anyone I don't have to worry about it and be looking over my shoulder um, but that that's a plus of like living in the country a rare plus of living right. in the countryside <laughs> and a rare um, plus of living on, in Montana is that I'm now able to grow up to eight plants nice eight so. up to eight trees yeah. as, as our friend Martin would say although trees are trees is also a colloquial term for zoots yeah some trees I I know trees is the like subreddit for weed, isn't it? <laughs> is yeah. it? Because <laughs> yeah. and then they've a... got like another subreddit that's like not trees, and it's about actual like tree trees. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but the stoners got there first. I just remember in, uh, at uni we never did, but like, and in fact we never moved in with Martin. But like Martin, he was our friend at uni, who was from Lithuania was uh, talking at one point about uh, getting uh, a marijuana uh, plant. And he was like, oh, man, it's going to be so good next year when we have our tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our tree. It's just it, he had a real longing when he said he said uh, he talked about his tree. You know, I felt, I felt it's good. truly yeah, the I, only cost effective way to get it. <laughs> Mm, yeah that's true like yeah obviously like mad how much people pay especially over there for... like holy shit yeah oh bad it's stuff illegal and yeah oh. for, for for enough that you can hold in one hand you know fucking mad uh yeah but 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 you know we we never we it was never up for debate on this show whether whether or not it should be illegal. You know? <laughs> but what what we're saying is, yeah, maybe that's why I don't like um, weed documentaries very much. Is I'm not really interested in people talking about weed. I'd rather like watch a documentary about uh, a, a rapper that I like and feel represented by the blunt hanging in their mouth constantly yeah. while, while they make <laughs> cool work. Yeah, Make exactly. It, it's if if your life is focused on weed, like that's the end goal, then I don't know. I've in my opinion that is kind of a sad life. And I say that as someone who used to be that way, but like if the weed is more supporting your other interests in life, uh like mm. you say we're like watching people do hip hop, then that's a healthy attitude towards weed in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Or you know, or Kevin Smith, you look at that guy and you think, this is a responsible adult. This is a guy who finds a way of balancing his personal and professional commitments with his love of token it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is how Kevin Smith feels about Seth Rogen. Um, and as far as I know, Seth Rogen to this day, a massive toker. Gotta be, right? <laughs> 100%. 100%. Should um, we wrap up then? I'm uh, again amazed that we finally got to this subject being tokers for so long (laughs) at long last we have comprehensively gone over the stoner comedy genre yeah Yeah, really Uh, hit a lot of stuff there yeah a lot of different material exactly didn't get around to mentioning dazed and confused or fast times at ridgemont high but again i feel these are kind of like youth oriented films that 
contain mm. stoner elements rather than being straight up stoner films. The main so, thing I have to say about Fast Times is Nicolas Cage's first appearance. Yes, <laughs> and you barely notice him. Nah, he's like some fast food worker shot. who has like one yeah. line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Alright, thank you for listening, everyone. Safe man later. Peace. Peace out. They are dealing with something that is impossible to control. Whoa. Psychopath! Screwdriver out.